Good morning. It is Friday, December 16th, and this is Finger Lakes Today, presented by DeSanto Propane. I'm Rebecca Swift. And I'm Josh Durso. Coming up this hour, there's some tension among Rochester anti-violence groups and Mayor Malik Evans. A group of protesters took to City Hall to ask him why they didn't receive grant money as part of the American Rescue Plan Act. But first, we need to talk about this weather. Of course, uh, if you walked outside this morning, a little snowy, a little rainy, a little icy, a little slushy. It's all of those things. But... Good news. It's going to be clearing out today, unless you're traveling east from the middle of the Finger Lakes region. As you can see on the radar right there, central New York and the eastern part of New York uh, is still seeing precipitation. And most of that is snow as it's just cold enough uh, for snow. And it'll stay that way most of the day out there. But for everybody else, it'll keep clearing up. I don't think uh, conditions ever got quite as bad as some expected or forecasted yesterday afternoon. Rebecca, how was your commute in this morning? Well, I mean, we'll start with when I left my house. My car was covered in snow. Um, I came from Cornhill. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was, but I came from Cornhill, and I thought that it would be a simple of, you know, not using the hard side of the wiper, but using the brush side. And I thought it would just be because it looked so slushy. It just looked like dense, heavy snow that would cut. It didn't come right off. I had to scrape it a little bit. Um, and then I came, the highway was fine. But once I got off coming towards Seneca Falls, I took a turn at the rate of speed, which I usually take it. And I kind Uh-oh. of almost, like I had a little bit of an issue with the back of my car. Uh-oh. So a little fishtail. It was a little bit of a fishtail, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it was mm-hmm. slippery. How was your commute? Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was, I, t- I, I was on 104. I, I take 104 most days. Um, and 104 was... Was fine, a little slushy, a little snowy, but surprisingly, it pretty much just rained the whole way. So it was, it was just rain, like so. It was like slush rain. It was a thick. The the thing that and anytime it snows, this is I this is my biggest pet peeve are people who don't clear off their car, people who leave the snow and in this case like wet snow, yeah. um, sitting on their car, it gobs up and it just it. It's it's terrible. It's It'll just absolutely right, terrible. Right yeah. in the windshield. Yeah. yeah, and you can't avoid it. No. Uh, anyway, so let's look ahead toward the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good weekend, but it's not going to be anything to write home about. If you're going out and you're going to be doing some uh, holiday shopping uh, or maybe even getting outside, I guess, if you're wearing a couple layers, it'll be fine. Low 30s, cloudy, uh, no big precipitation, no snow, no nothing like that. It'll just be pretty quiet. Unless you're going to go towards Buffalo. If you're going to head towards Buffalo, maybe Orchard Park for the Buffalo Bills game tomorrow night. Uh-oh. Snow. Lots of snow. Okay. Potentially, like, upwards of a foot of snow. That would be very interesting. Yeah. And that will be an interesting game that we'll be talking with Nate Charman about later in the program. Um, but, yeah, nothing nothing crazy this weekend. Are you planning on doing any holiday shopping? I did my holiday shopping. Oh, I'm very proud done. of myself. I don't really mm. – I, I got a couple of things – um, and then I sort of, I just kind of got them throughout the month of November and December, and I knew that I was going to need them. So I got a, a couple of little gift sets, and then I sort of was done, which is very unlike me. I'm usually a procrastinator. Yeah, yes. That'll happen. It will. So let's get to some other headlines here, Josh. There was a fire in Hopewell. Um, did everyone get out safely? Yes. And the, the, uh, photo from the scene as as uh, Nate is showing up on the the screen right now. 
really, really uh, staggering fire. It was large, single-family residence. Um, everyone got out safe, no injuries. The investigation is underway, but it took about a half dozen fire departments spending about five and a half hours uh, there to get it under control. And uh, it looks like the property is uh, a complete loss, heavily damaged. But with that investigation still going, they aren't going to call it a complete loss until it's, until it's finished. All right, and the Grassroots Festival was hit with some fines. Um, first of all, what is the Grassroots Festival? Uh, so Grassroots is this summer dance and music festival that happens in Tompkins County every year. Uh, it is uh, it's one of the longest-term events that's that's been going on in the Finger Lakes region uh, for years and years and years and years, and it's huge. A lot of people there. It's a mass gathering. It is literally a mass gathering, and a lot of these fines that uh, they were hit with related to that. So a lot of the technical steps that the uh, organizers were supposed to take with regard to bathroom and water access okay. and even some mapping uh, issues related to, uh, you know, if there's an emergency and first responders needed to get into the property or get to certain areas, for example, where people are camping because people camp on the property during that time. Right. Those maps weren't complete. So around $60,000 worth of fines in total. But if organizers do the things they are supposed to do over the next few weeks or by the deadlines by the deadlines that the county has set, uh, only will have to pay about twenty thousand. So big difference. Big, there. big, big, big difference. Uh, the bigger question, I think, is the deadline or one of the major deadlines is around January fifteenth, and if they don't uh, hit that deadline or if they don't complete the things that they need to by then they the whole festival is in jeopardy Yikes. at that point because they haven't been a one one step that the county did take was uh preventing uh organizers from selling tickets or advertising for the event so what's that mean it's going to be a it's going to be a shorter window for folks who would normally be maybe seeing tickets on sale already um that probably won't be happening until later in winter. So shorter window. Uh, and hopefully for uh, the, the folks who rely on that as an economic driver every summer, right? Um, during the summer, hopefully that is straightened out and uh, corrected and so that it can happen. Uh, a couple other news and odds and ends here. Uh, a third candidate has entered the race for two seats on the Auburn City Council. Five major projects, part of Newark's downtown revitalization initiative, were announced yesterday, and lawmakers are considering a tax break for educators in New York as staffing reaches a critical crisis level. We've got all of those stories uh, and more on FingerLakes1.com. But Rebecca, you tried to connect and follow up on a story that we've been following for over a week now. Yes. Uh, you tried to reach the new fire commissioner in the Fishers Fire District, that's in Victor, uh, after Tuesday's election. Any luck? No. So I um, tried pretty hard to get in touch with him yesterday. Um, and at one point, I kind of reached a dead end. So I called the fire chief, figuring that maybe the two of them knew each other. Maybe he could give me his contact information. But um, the chief told me that they haven't met yet, which was interesting. Um, I, they're going to have to meet. <laughs> that's really puzzling. That, yeah. It's really puzzling. They're going to have to meet because, um, you know, the new fire commissioner is technically going to be the chief's direct report. Like, he's going to be his boss. 
So they're going to have to meet at some point. I know the chief said he was really looking forward to sitting down with him. He has a lot of questions he wants to ask about the budget. Um, you know, one of the things that he was concerned about is whether or not the new commissioner is going to cut the staff of firefighters down to four, four career firefighters. Um, I think he said they have they have six or seven now, but he was a little worried about that. So there was a lot of questions that we wanted to ask, um, but the chief couldn't give me his contact information because he's never met him and they don't know each other yet. Um, so I wasn't able to get in touch with him, but I did go to their website, um, the Fisher's Taxpayer uh, Coalition, uh, got some contact information there, sent him an email, but I haven't heard back yet. And I'm hoping that some point today we will and we can ask some of those questions because this is a it's, it's happening in Victor, but it's also happening in Gates, in Brighton, um, where people are sort of looking at their tax bills and saying, like, we don't want this much money going to the fire department. What can we do to tighten up that budget and change some things around so we're not paying so much Um so this is kind of like just one example of something that's happening in several different communities in the Finger Lakes region. So it, it'll be interesting to watch. And I really hope that Anthony, I don't know if I'm going to butcher the last name, Carfagno. Um, that's his name, the new commissioner. I hope that he reaches out to me today and that we can ask some of those questions because it, it is interesting, you know, to see what they're going to do with that budget. It is. It is. And merger talks were among the, yes. the top issues on the ballot uh, this time around. Uh, Anthony Carfagno, who won, wanted to uh, merge or is a part of the camp that wants to see Victor and Fishers merge. Mm -hmm. uh, what that would look like, nobody really knows, but it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. All right. Coming up after the break, we will catch up with Antonio Winter, owner and founder of the FACTS Youth Program. Its purpose is to teach kids about how to manage their finances, nutrition, and different trade skills. Winter is not happy she didn't receive grant money from the city of Rochester for her organization. After the break, she's going to tell us why. Stay tuned. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. Canandaigua Dentistry offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff. A proud supporter of local veteran organizations, Canandaigua Dentistry offers veteran and senior discounts, as well as an in-house dental membership program for people without insurance. Dr. Halstead and Canandaigua Dentistry is committed to providing you with personal, professional care. Whether you are searching for a family dentist or a cosmetic dentist, the Canandaigua Dentistry team promises to go the extra smile for you. Stop by the office located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua or call 585-394-5230 to talk with the team today. Visit www.canandaiguadentistry.com to learn more and find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Oh, 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 o
Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. That's 80 years that DeSanto Propane has been servicing the community. DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business, which is why everyone recommends DeSanto Propane. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years, DeSanto Propane has been heating the community with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com or call toll-free 1-800-752-4574. And like DeSanto Propane on Facebook for more tips and info today. DeSanto is celebrating 80 years, and there's never been a better time to switch to propane to fuel your entire house. Oh, 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 DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Chichino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at auburnautogroup.com. Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at fingerlakesinsurance.com. Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at littlejohnortho.com. Upstate Fiber Networks. Fast and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at upstatefibernetworks.com. Midday Miris and Ricky, your hometown personal injury attorneys. Get a free consultation at midaymirisricky.com. Welcome back to Finger Lakes today. Some Rochester-based organizations are calling on the mayor to rethink where grant money is being allocated. The city says it has committed $5 million in American Rescue Act funds to help programs combat violence through what is called the Rochester Peace Collective. But organizations like FACS Youth Program didn't get approved and they're wondering why. Here's Antonia Winter, the program's founder. I am the owner and founder of the FACS Youth Program. What is the FACS Youth Program? So the FACS Youth Program is a program that I started in January of 2018. And what we do is we educate young people in the community about concepts that traditional education does not incorporate into the curriculum any longer. So the FACS is actually an acronym that stands for Financial Literacy, Agriculture, and Nutrition communication, trades, and STEM, or STEAM, as they're adding the art piece into um, the STEM um, part. So, so, that's how what does, so how does that, like, that work exactly? Like, if, if, I mean, that's a great, that's a great idea, like the financial, I love that, because you really don't learn that in school. You don't learn it in school um, no. at all, and it's, it's becoming an issue, especially when kids graduate and they're um, at a legal age where they can get their own credit card, um, but potentially wind up in debt, mismanaging their money, and don't understand how impactful that can be in the future when you want to buy a house, possibly get a car loan, and different things like that. You know, I it happened to me. So with that information and that experience, I tried to teach my children, and now we educate other young people. And finding that even parents really aren't exactly sure, especially in the black community, how to manage money, how to build generational wealth, and, you know, manage things like credit, uh, stocks and bonds. Now we have the digital currency like Bitcoin and things like that. So all of that is encompassed in, you know, what we teach in the financial literacy piece. So you you said you, do you, you organize with STEM? Like, how do you, do you go to schools? Like, do you have teachers? Like, how does it work? 
we have staff and we have a youth program um, and we're trying to um, actually push into other programs so that we can expand because we have a building model coming soon. But my goal right now is to familiarize the community with the concepts that we employ. So we teach kids in a lot of different creative ways. After school, we have push-in programs that we do all year round. That's that's really cool. I mean, I wish, I think, I don't know if everybody, I'm in my mid-30s, right? So like, I wish that I would have learned about finances. Like my parents tried to teach me, you know, about yeah. credit. But I think sometimes when you hear things from your parents, like it's almost not the same as when you learn mm -hmm. it from someone else. Yeah. And we have hands on application, too. So it's not just your boring run of the mill addition, subtraction, counting money. No, we have hands on application. And what we do is we do evaluations with kids in a quarterly basis so we can track progress to see are you applying these concepts to, you know, your everyday life and has it made a change in, you know, what you do and, you know, just to make sure that they're getting it and to make sure that it's actually impactful. Because a lot of times we've all said generation to generation, you know, you ask your teacher, are we going to use this in the real world? You know, how are we going to use this in the real world? So we're allowing and, you know, um, mandating the kids to actually use the concepts we're teaching them in the real world. So how many um, children do you serve or children, I guess, into into teens and in what area? Like where right now, the region? Age group. Oh, right now, 20. Right now we have 20. Um and we're trying to get, you know, more funding so that we can um, expand. But right now we have 20 kids um, in the age range. The youngest kid is eight years old and the oldest kid is 19. Wow. Very cool. Okay. So you sort of segued right into what we were going to talk about, right? There's this, um, what I'm learning is about the Peace, the Rochester Peace Collective. Um, and based yes. on what I've read, there is some grant money available, right? Yes. So um, you had some things to say about how that money was being um, allocated at this press conference earlier today. Yeah. Right. So what's going on with that? Did you guys get any of that money or like how, what's going on with that? So we convened today based on the outline because based on what the RFP, um, which is response or proposal, you know, to the viewers who don't know, what the RFP outlines in that grant, um, who would be eligible, the criteria for eligibility, and the end result did not exactly line up. So we have some concerns, we have some questions, and we pretty much like answers um, to things. Planned Parenthood was at the top of our list today. There are other organizations on there that we are familiar with, but these are bigger companies that are funded by you know New York State and the federal government who already received you know, they're, they're heavily funded. And like I was saying in the press conference that there are a lot of uh, us in Rochester. Rochester is small. And for our boots on the ground organizations and our grassroots organizations, we pretty much know each other, you know, so we didn't see the, um, we didn't see that money allocated to the places where we feel like it can be best utilized for the people who are literally hands-on with the youth. You know, for example, when there's a shooting or a homicide, you know, many of our community partners, including, including myself, we literally show up on scene. You know, um, there are a lot of prevention pieces that we put in place. We hold conferences. We have um, book bag drives. Rock the Peace just had a um, holiday um, Christmas party that, you know, 
we try to bring the young people in and it's for the young people who lost a parent um, to violence or maybe your parent is incarcerated and you know they're trying to fill that gap by saying hey there are still people here that love you you can still you know get a nice gift for Chris Christmas and just let them know that there are people in the community that you can reach out to and talk to so for the people who are pretty much working 365 days a week um, towards you know the reduction of gun violence and to make sure that we have safe places for the youth those are the people that we feel should have been getting those monies. And based on the stipulation of what the RFP stated, that's what it should have been, you know, based on that too. And so we have places like Planned Parenthood that we are totally against because Planned Parenthood, you know, regardless of what side you are on for abortion, they are not um, an organization that pushes in to like schools to talk about safe sex, to talk about family planning, to talk about abstinence, you know, so, and where do you fit into that? And they have gotten, um, I think, $4 billion already to their organization, and we're not confident that they will be um, able to navigate in the inner city and into the urban areas to do the work that we're doing. So, I mean, that makes sense. Um, did you were you on the list at all? I did apply. Yeah. Did you did apply? Get, did you get any of the grant money? I did not um, get any of the grant money, and that's if, if I had been a recipient, my stance would still be the same. My stance would still be the same um, for Planned Parenthood. There is a company called Line Up, Line Em Up Barbers that's based in Utica. And so there's things like that. That's not Monroe County. That's not the city of Rochester. How did they qualify? You know, so this is supposed to be grant money for people in the city of Rochester. And, and that's a little concerning. And so these, this is our open letter to city council for re revision and to look back at some of the recipients because, you know, how does someone in Utica get money and someone in Rochester does not? Well, yeah, fair enough. Have you received um, any kind of response from the mayor yes. or anything like that? What What do you know now? Um, well, we, we haven't re received a response from the mayor or anyone city council pertaining to the press conference we just did today at 11, um, which is fair. But I did receive a email letting me know that I was not selected as a recipient. Oddly enough, that email came maybe an hour after their live press conference to showcase the ones who did receive the award. So I was like, mm, the time is kind of interesting, but okay. I already knew because I saw it on social media and on the news, <laughs> but thanks for the email after the fact, you know, so yeah. So you're hoping that the, the city council can go back and kind of reevaluate and potentially clear up some of the Thing, the qualifiers, the things that would make you qualify for this money? No, not so much look at the qualifiers, but adhere. Because as I said, it was for small organizations and small small um, companies to receive the money. So while I will admit ABC, Action for a Better Community, does great work in our community, that's not a small organization. You know, we have, a, there was a list I don't have right in front of me. Um, I think Center for the Youth. You know, some of the, some of the organizations, um, you know, are funded and operate 
and have been operating consistently um, due to the funding that they receive on a regular basis. And I believe this was an opportunity for the ones of us who are not big, you know, nationally held companies to be able to do something in our communities. <clears throat> there was room for expansion. So if we wanted to, you know, set up and hire employees to, for people to help us do this work, you know, that was what that money was supposed to be for. So it's just a question of, you know, the decision making, um, where people already handpicked, and where do we go from here to, um, I guess, be transparent and, you know, I believe we should get some answers because we do a lot of things out of our pockets. Some of us get out of our beds at two o'clock in the morning. Some of us leave our families with dinner on the table. You know, when we get a call about a shooting or a homicide um, or any number of things that can be going on, including prevention. You know, we sacrifice a lot of our time. Um, and we, it's just like it's just like first and second nature for us to do so. So when an opportunity presents itself, we would like to be able to, you know, in all fairness, in all fairness, take a part of it and um, be confident that when we submit, be confident that when we submit certain things that they're going to be looked at circumspectly um, and given a fair chance. To see the city's response, check out this story on FingerLakes1.com. But we have got some breaking local news here this morning. Uh, Ken Deland Jr., who was missing in France, this is the Clifton Springs uh, native who is studying at St. John Fisher and uh, abroad in France, he's been found, and he is alive and apparently in good health. So that's what we know. CNN broke that story just a few minutes ago. Uh, Ken Dillon Jr.'s father was in the middle of a call with CNN when he suddenly hung up. Uh, shortly thereafter, he sent a message to uh, the CNN reporter who he was talking to saying, good news, he had just spoken with his son. He is alive, and that's all I can say right now. So that's all uh, CNN has on this story. We're going to be obviously following up with this throughout the day, so check back to the homepage for more on that. But a, a happy ending to... An otherwise tense and emotional story, especially for the Clifton Springs community. You know, there was the, the rally held this past weekend, a prayer right. service held over the weekend uh, for him, uh, just hoping, everyone was hoping and praying that, that he was, in fact, safe. Uh, he had been, we had seen reports yesterday that he was uh, reportedly spotted 70, 80 miles away. Uh, but we didn't really get much clarity on that. But there, allegedly someone had physically seen him. And now to hear this news, clearly he was spotted yesterday uh, and things are going the right direction now. Interesting. We'll certainly be following that on FingerLakes1.com. On the other side of the break, we're going to recap sports and preview the weekend ahead. Stay tuned. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead and Canandaigua Dentistry. 
Dr. Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. If you're looking for a dentist who offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff, Canandaigua Dentistry will go the extra smile for you. Committed to local veteran organizations as well as seniors in the Finger Lakes, Canandaigua Dentistry offers discounts for both, as well as an in-house dental membership program for those without insurance. The office is located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua, or you can give them a call at 585-394-5230. Visit CanandaiguaDentistry.com to learn more about the team and follow on Facebook and Instagram today. As the months turn colder, make sure you're able to be comfortable. Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Choose DeSanto Propane. Over 8 million households already heat with propane because a propane furnace can heat air up to 25 degrees warmer than electricity. Propane radiant heat can improve air quality in a home by cutting down on dust and allergens and more. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com for more info. D-I-S-A-N-T-O Propane.com or call toll-free at 1-800-752-4574 today. Oh, 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 DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Chichino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at auburnautogroup.com. Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at fingerlakesinsurance.com. Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at littlejohnortho.com. Upstate Fiber Networks. Fast and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at upstatefibernetworks.com. Midday, Miris, and Ricky, your hometown personal injury attorneys. Get a free consultation at midaymirisrickney.com.
All right, welcome back to Finger Lakes. Today, it's time to talk sports, and for that, we have producer Nate Sharman, uh, not only in the room with us, but also uh, prepared to give us some good news about the Buffalo Sabres. Another win. Yeah, certainly good news. Buffalo last night taking down the Avalanche in Colorado. They won 4-2, um, and they now moved to 500 on the season and only about five games out of a playoff spot. I know that's, it's early in the year so far, but we're still looking at that standings all the time, Josh. Absolutely. Uh, we're getting a little closer here to uh, this Buffalo-Miami matchup. I'm curious. We're starting to, the forecast is starting to come into focus. We talked a little bit about the snow yesterday. Um, you know, I listened to some of the clips last night uh, of the, the Miami players talking about playing in the snow and saying that it's not a factor. Um, do you buy that? Really? A, little, a little bit, I think. I think a little bit of it is a mindset, um, but now they seem to be kind of going reverse on that, in my opinion, and, and making it too much in their mind. Um, I mean, the head coach was walking through their facility. with They had the AC blasting. It was probably about 55 to 60 degrees in there. <laughs> and Mike McDaniel was wearing a shirt saying, I wish it was colder. <laughs> so take that as you will, I suppose. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Dolphins can kind of react to this cold weather, but... It's going to be cold, and it looks like we could get several inches of snow in Orchard Park on, sun, on Saturday night. Excuse me. And we've got a little bit of golf news here at the PNC Championship this weekend. Uh, old Charlie Woods is getting moved forward, not back, forward. So there was a little bit of uh, uproar, I guess, on social media uh, that Charlie was going to be playing from teaser around 6,600 yards. It's pretty long for a 13-year-old. Now it looks like we're moving uh, forward a bit. Yep, came out yesterday. We're going to move up to Charlie to about 6,400 yards. That was after we had that discussion yesterday, Josh, of course, right? Um, interesting to, to hear whether that was Tiger, you know, saying something about playing at 6,600 yards for a 13-year-old, but uh, whatever it may be, he'll play at 6,400 yards. Um, gives the wood, Team Woods even more of a chance. Is Tiger even going to hit his driver? He probably won't really have to. I yeah, mean, I was going to say, like, he's already come out and said and said before that his son has outdriven him a couple times in, yep. in just sort of play-around rounds. Um, if he's playing from tees that are significantly shorter, oof, boy. Uh, Syracuse basketball, uh, home this weekend. What do we got? Yep, home against Cornell, 3 o'clock in the Dome on Saturday. Uh, should be a good one. And, of course, uh, a high school basketball, which didn't really happen much. Uh, obviously, with the, the inclement weather last night, uh, we had a lot of cancellations, right? Yeah, so a lot of schools yesterday, especially in the Finger Lakes area, didn't do anything after school, so uh, just out of abundance of caution, which is a good good thing. Um, I expect that could happen today, too. Um, some some games on the schedule in the Finger Lakes area today and tomorrow, so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that. Kyle Evans does a great job, as we say every single day, about uh, kind of getting those roundups up uh, that, that night and kind of previewing us for the next day as well. Absolutely. And uh, Nate, keep that mic uh, hot over there because I've got a couple things that I want to ask you guys. Uh, I asked Rebecca earlier and Nate Sharman, we know you, uh, we know how much you love Christmas shopping. Loves it. Uh, have you done any <laughs> of your Christmas shopping yet? Yeah, uh, surprisingly. I have what? done some of it. You I have? have done some of it. This um, is breaking news. That's not all done yet. Um, yeah, I got to work on that a little bit more this weekend. I'm thinking so, but yeah, this I don't is have it. to get a lot of gifts, but I do have some done. So this is good. it. Like this is the last weekend because next weekend is literally Christmas. Yeah, it this is. is. This is it. So uh, I, I guess I'm curious. We had uh, folks from Eastview Mall in earlier this week. We sure did. Um, 
Saturday is Christmas Eve, right? Saturday is Christmas I think Eve, Sunday I believe. Is Christmas, yeah. So Saturday. Yes, so correct. what would be the expectations then, I guess, for a Saturday Christmas Eve at some of the larger shopping centers and malls? My guess is going they're going to be packed. It's going to be like a normal Saturday. People are going to because people procrastinate so bad. I was just going to say people are going to treat it like a normal Saturday, Saturday, especially in the morning. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's Christmas Eve usually. What do you? I mean, I guess you're doing two dinners, right? Christmas Eve and then Christmas, or do people usually do? I, and in my household, it was always a dinner on Christmas Eve and a dinner on yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's two. It's two. So, I mean, as long as you're home by dinner, I think you're fine. Yeah. You'll be out and about buying yeah. some stuff. Nate, are you able to say what the gifts were that you got? Or is Ooh. this like top secret? Uh, one of them one? Secret Santa, so nope. Just in oh, case okay. uh, they are listening, so <laughs> not going to do that. And then just uh, piecing together some gifts for my nie- nieces and nephews. But going back to that uh, point about retail... Uh, last year, I did work in retail. I worked Dick's Sporting Goods in Greece. Wow. And I did work Christmas Eve, and it was pretty busy up until about that 1 to 2 o'clock, and then you hit a total plateau, total oh, downhill oh, yeah. from there oh, yeah. um, where everyone's kind of you know doing family obligations. So, But yeah, it was busy in the morning for sure, and I expected to be even busier now, COVID even farther and further away in our past here. So, Fair. Um, yeah, I expect that. Uh, if you're putting a percentage on it, Rebecca, how complete is your holiday shopping? 100%? Are you to 100%? So we haven't sent our cards out yet. <laughs> That's okay, well, the one thing that we have. The cards, done. the cards aren't going to get there, Rebecca. That time has passed. I, well, I know. What? They might I get there by next Christmas. I, what? We forgot about the cards, um, but I, I thought I was doing such a good job. Holiday themed New Year's cards coming from the Swift family. I mean, I'm just not good with cards. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been good with cards, but I mean, the shopping is done. So to my family. I apologize. You're not going to be getting a card until like after Christmas, but that's okay. It's the thought that counts or the thought that was the thought that was there before she forgot about it. And yeah. Yep. My husband forgot too. So everybody forgot. You could throw him into the mix. Okay. Uh, Today, national national holiday, a really important national holiday, uh, chocolate covered anything day. So my question to both of you, Nate, I'm actually curious about this. I know you pretty well, and I don't think I know the answer to this question. What is your favorite chocolate-covered food item? Oh, for me, it's pretzels. Pretzels? Oh, really? I love chocolate-covered pretzels. Really? Chocolate-covered pretzels. That's interesting. Rebecca, where do you come down on this? Okay. So I would say I do love chocolate-covered pretzels. Cherries, strawberries. Cherries are also good. Do you hear my Long Island accent there? Strawberries. And speaking of Long Island, my mother is a Long Islander with a very thick accent. Her favorite chocolate-covered thing is cherries. Hmm. She likes them. You Hmm. know, you can get two different kinds of chocolate-covered cherries. You can get them with the um, liquid in the center, and then you can get them with the cream in the center. I believe, I'm not certain, Mom, you can correct me, (laughs) it's that she likes the ones with the clear liquid. But I'll be getting a text from her about that to, to find out. I mean, as you should for not knowing that. Well, I am sorry. So, I am sorry for that. I know Josh likes peanut butter, so I'm gonna go with like. Can you? What, what, I would guess that you would be okay. So you know those. Okay, I, you know those pretzels that have the peanut butter inside of them. If Ooh, we could those. put, if we could put chocolate over the top of that, that would be like my ultimate like dream creation. I don't think that exists. It does. They have no. them at Costco. You're talking about a pretzel with peanut butter inside and then chocolate A pretzel covered? bite, yeah, not like a whole ha- pretzel rod or anything like that. But they yeah. have those. They exist. They exist. Okay. So I think... That would be... I've never had it, though, so I can't like absolutely confirm. I'm just going off past experience. I like, I like everything that's going on there. Okay. 
my absolute favorite chocolate covered thing is chocolate covered raisins. And I know that probably makes me the oldest head in the history of old heads, but I'm, I absolutely love chocolate covered raisins. Why? You know what? So like you mentioned chocolate covered cherries, chocolate covered strawberries. Fruit doesn't do well when it's packed inside of chocolate. And the consistency that fruit becomes over time when it's encased in chocolate, it's a, it's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy and I don't love it. It's a little so, soggy. Yeah, fair. Raisin, you, you know what you're getting out of a raisin when you sign up for a raisin. It is going, it's a, I mean, it's a shriveled up piece of fruit. I mean, that's where we are, right? Like, we it's know just that it's not going to get soggy. I guess you have low expectations for a raisin to start with. You do. So <laughs> it's just going to, it's going to work. Uh, walnuts are also probably number two for me. Wal- Chocolate covered walnuts are okay. really, really good. But I could also just eat walnuts. Just by themselves. Just by themselves. I mean, now you're starting to look at, okokay, so you're starting to look at the the chocolate covered uh, strawberries that I don't even consider chocolate covered because they're partly covered. So if you're listening or watching right now, you can't envision what she's looking at, but I'm going to give you a description. It's a strawberry, a fresh strawberry, not one that's been sitting in a box or something on a shelf for months on Obviously end. A te- point of contention it's for you. you don't like that. dipped in chocolate. And simply sitting there, and I'm assuming it's eaten within what, like a half hour of it being dipped in chocolate? Like, what, you, what are we doing? You're not sitting on that for very long. You could get down with that. You could do Yes, that. because that's just dipping. That is not chocolate covered. When I think of chocolate covered food, I do not think of something dipped in chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate covered as in it's encased. It, Nate, where do, you, where do you come down on this? <laughs> Give me, show me some support here. Um, I, I like the fresh ones better. So you're saying the fresh fruit version better? Yes. Yeah, I would agree it's better. It's just not, you can't. I want to know where you guys fall on dark chocolate too versus milk chocolate. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Go ahead, Rebecca. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, it's chocolate, so I'll eat it, mm. but I'm not going to be happy about it. Like I'm not going to be It is really proven to be healthier, like, however. I'm, I'm just going to be like, okay, well, this is sugar and it's making my brain fire the way like I want my brain to fire because I feel like I'm pretty much addicted to sugar and carbs. Not good, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah. So you're not a dark chocolate person. What about you? I am. I, th- I can go. I, I, think, I think I would rather dark chocolate than milk chocolate. That's offensive. I think, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I would do that. Um, but yeah, Nate, where, where do you come down on that? Oh, I like dark chocolate. Milk chocolate is, is far superior in my opinion. Oh, so you are, you're, you're, you're not really a fan of I like dark it, chocolate? but I just like milk chocolate better. Like Rebecca said, it's chocolate. I'll eat it. <laughs> right. Not, not, guys, not a lot of pieces of chocolate I find that I don't like. <laughs> where do you guys come down on chocolate-covered coffee beans? Because Ooh, that I is... I can't say I've had that, but I think I'd like it. Oh, my God. Really? You've never heard... Chocolate-covered coffee beans are a big, they're a big thing. It's yeah, a thing. No. It's a thing, and it drives me crazy because, like, you can't just eat them like you can any other, like, chocolate thing. Like, you're literally going to, like, over-caffeinate yourself in, like, th- three bites. Your heart's going to your heart's gonna start beating pretty fast. Not great. Nate, you've never had one? Covered. I don't think so. Yeah, and you just don't like them, Rebecca? I mean, I've, I've had them, but I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't seek them out. Hmm. But, like, I, we talked That's about coffee the other day. I can only have one cup. Because I become like a, a hyper poodle, okay? heart palpitation. I think I'm going to go have some chocolate-covered walnuts this weekend. I think that sounds like a great 
thing to do. I will be looking forward to that for you. And now I know what to get you as a gift because it's the chocolate covered <laughs> peanut butter filled pretzels. Um, that is going to do it for this edition of Finger Lakes today. Remember for the latest news, weather, sports, and podcasts, download the fingerlakes1.com app. I hope everybody has a great weekend.